0: If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heist to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts.
1: These are our elected leaders this week, newly in charge of the Congress come January, outlining their agenda. And there are a lot of investigations coming, and that is a good thing. There's a lot to investigate. We lost a war in Afghanistan. That never should have happened. We have a president who is potentially compromised uh, with his connections in Russia, Ukraine, and China. What else is there? The FBI weaponized January 6th. The stuff that we haven't been told yet all that deserves attention and the party in power is allowed to do that right no
0: republicans starting to do investigations i'm not sure that that is exactly what the public voted for in fact they did not vote for that there's too much stuff repeat repeat and Too many investigations, we should really be working on our military and how we can better our whole world.
2: If you talk to Republican leadership and they're being honest, uh, they understand that these investigations are uh, a base exercise
1: and most likely a political loser. (laughs) Ah, yes, right? Republicans investigating Democrats, they hate it, but investigating Trump, that's all great And they welcomed a new investigator into their investigations of Trump today, a new special prosecutor.
3: I'm here today to announce the appointment of a special counsel in connection with two ongoing criminal investigations that have received significant public attention. The first, as described in court filings in the District of Columbia, is the investigation into into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021. The second is the ongoing investigation involving classified documents and other presidential records as well as the possible obstruction of that investigation referenced and described in court filings in a pending matter in the Southern District of Florida.
1: Now, this is catnip, of course, for the swamp in the mainstream media, January 6th. Here we go again. And those Mar-a-Lago documents. Folks started to forget about those, mostly because it's a phony witch hunt again. uh, But no, a special prosecutor. Hmm. uh, When have these gone wrong before? Tell us a little bit about this person you have in mind, uh, Attorney General Garland, is it? Today.
3: I signed an order appointing Jack Smith to serve as special counsel. Throughout his career, Jack Smith has built a reputation as an impartial and determined prosecutor who leads teams with energy and focus to follow the facts wherever they lead. As special counsel, he will exercise independent prosecutorial judgment to decide whether charges should be brought.
1: Jack Smith, great guy. Jack Smith this, Jack Smith that. Who's Jack Smith? This guy? Yes, that's Jack Smith. And I'm sorry, he does not have the sufficient public stature for this kind of job. And there are problems that come with appointing, excuse me, a nobody like this to such a big job. Now, the credentials, he went to Harvard Law School like half the Justice Department. He's somewhere in his early 50s. That's a problem. And uh, this is not as cool as it sounds, a war crime prosecutor. And he wears that uh, funny uniform they have over there at The Hague. Does he work on the Starship Enterprise? What's going on with that? Look, you need somebody of greater reputation than this guy has for a job like this. He's still making his way in the world. He still has money to make. He still has a reputation uh, to earn. And I think he's going to try to go and catch a big fish. It's human nature. You need a guy. Look. These special prosecutors are a problem even when they do have a high profile. I'll grant you that. Robert Mueller. The idea was, okay, Robert Mueller's already been the FBI director. Uh, You know, he's 70-something years old. He doesn't care. He just wants to do the right thing. Wrong. Big time. But that's the idea. Ken Starr. Ken Starr was, whether you like him or not, oh, the late Ken Starr, he passed a couple of months ago. Uh, Back in the 90s, he was a superstar uh, law professor, and everybody in the swamp knew exactly who this guy was. Lawrence Walsh, who did uh, Iran-Contra investigations back in the late 80s, early 90s, had a very prominent reputation in the legal community. Also in Oklahoma, he had a base. This guy, Jack Smith, Nobody knows anything about him, (laughs) other than he probably should have changed before that picture. Um, He's going to be looking into the documents at Mar-a-Lago. And have you noticed? They just disappeared, but all of a sudden it's rekindled again with this special prosecutor. I did hear this week, after all of the excitement of the Republicans taking over, that they aren't what they were cracked up to be. Remember how these things were supposed to be all about national security and our precious nuclear secrets?
4: Tonight, new reporting that the FBI was looking for nuclear documents at Mar-a-Lago.
0: Agents who searched Mar-a-Lago last month found a document describing a foreign government's
5: military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities.
2: The Washington Post overnight revealing uh, that their sources say there were documents about nuclear weapons inside Mar-a-Lago.
1: Well, no one's saying that anymore. It's coming out that these documents, essentially souvenirs, which... I believe the president has an ironclad defense about how these things wound up in the uh, in Mar-a-Lago. In addition to he's the president and he's allowed to have him even as a former president. But remember this, folks, when he arrived at West Palm Beach Airport on January 20th, inauguration day in 2021 at 11 a.m., he was still the president of the United States. Fifteen minutes later, he walks into Mar-a-Lago, his home as the president of the United States. Joe Biden took the oath of office early, by the way, but uh, at 1147. So whatever documents were there at Mar-a-Lago, well, they were there. I think that's actually a key point for the president and his team to um, bring to light. Don't you? Worth a shot. Anyway, January 6th is another major part of this special prosecutor's uh, mission.
3: The special counsel will conduct parts of the first investigation I just mentioned. The investigation into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or with the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6th.
1: All right, here we go again, January 6th. I mean, come on. You think there might be a political motive, a get Trump kind of vibe going on here? We've had hearings for, what, a year and a half? All summer long, prime time hearings. What is this guy going to find out about January 6th that we don't already know? Uh, it would be nice if he talked talk about why there were security failures. It's amazing that no one's talking about that. All the hearings, all the books... They all want to know what Donald Trump said and what Steve Bannon told them in some podcast. You know, this is, I guess it works for ratings for the fake news, this fake story. Now, new details from those who were there.
0: President Trump said, come to D.C. It's going to be
4: wild.
6: He was anointed by God. Donald Trump.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God, what is
1: happening? CNN special report. Assault on democracy. The roots of Trump's insurrection. June 20th at 9. Uh, Assault on democracy. Uh, This stuff is on all the time. All this horrible propaganda about MAGA, about Donald Trump. And I'm guessing that, what's his name, Jack Smith, probably turns on the news from time to time and is taking all of this stuff in. Look, to be a consumer of conservative media, you have to go out of your way (laughs) to find us. And that's good, but I have a feeling he's not doing that And I'm also not impressed with this uh, Hague job he has. And, uh, you know, it sounds impressive again. War crime prosecutor. And there he is with all of his other prosecutors, which looks a little globalist to me. Hey, fine, though. I hate war crimes, and they should be prosecuted. But these guys aren't very good or very productive when it comes to that. They've got four cases on the docket in the past four years. Zero closed cases. Um, That's not impressive. And neither is this individual. But he's got all the attention right now, and again, he's investigating Donald Trump. When Joe Biden admits to corruption on national TV, this, this is an impeachable offense.
4: I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. and I think it was, what, six hours? I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. You got fired.
1: And Burisma wanted that prosecutor fired because they were being hassled by that prosecutor and they applied pressure on Joe Biden through Hunter. It's as easy as that. It really is. Oh, no, 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 no. The entire interagency was who was in the best position to influence the interagency, the vice president of the United States. By the way, that's uh, that's not even how this extortion went down. Joe actually had to do some begging. Listen to this, it was taped.
5: And despite of the fact that we didn't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about the, so, he doing something wrong, I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday. I especially asked him to resign. Great. And this is my second step for keeping my promises. I agree
1: uh, They have not debunked this, all right. This is real stuff. This should be the most famous thing in America since i 'm sorry there 's a Pruder film, and it may be still someday. Um, and the appointment of the new prosecutor is not going to slow down the Republicans in Congress. These guys are our elected representatives. They are appointed by the people, and we have concerns, and they are addressing them. This guy, this Jack Smith and his uh, purple tunic, I don't know him. I assume he's a nice guy, but he wasn't elected. He wasn't appointed by anybody we elected. This is bad news. It's not supposed to work this way. When we come back, did you hear about those police cadets who were run down in Los Angeles? You know, the guy who allegedly did it is already out of jail. Yeah, he's, he's, he's free. We'll be right back. And just a few moments ago, President Trump... Reacting to the appointment of that special prosecutor by the Biden administration. Here he is, all dressed up, speaking at Mar-a-Lago.
4: The corrupt and highly political Justice Department just appointed a super radical left special counsel, better referred to as a special prosecutor, to start the process all over again. We thought it was just about dead.
1: Yeah, it's amazing that he's got to go through this. but And so do we, by the way. Uh, so no one else in the fake news does it. We do it. We have a few friends in the conservative world who does it. And he does it, takes on the Biden administration. And let's hear it.
4: I've been going through these investigations and hoaxes and scams from the day I came down the escalator at Trump Tower. And you'd really say enough is enough. Got to get back to work. Got to prove that we have a great country again, because right now it's not great. Right now it's a laughing stock all over the world. And we sort of all had it. The people of the country have had it. Joe Biden is a corrupt and incompetent political hack. And you take a look at all of the money that he's taken from foreign countries and others, much of it through his son, Hunter, who is a corrupt drug addict and implementer for his father. Where's the special prosecutor, by the way? Where's their special — they said when I announced I had to do this. Well, he announced, too. He said he wants to run. Where's their special prosecutor? And we are innocent. They are not innocent by any stretch of the imagination. They have the proof right out there for all to see. They left the exact blueprint of much of the criminal activity is done on his laptop from hell, they call it. The laptop from hell, which was gotten inadvertently, but luckily for America, when — He incredibly left it at the repair shop to be fixed. That was not a good day.
1: Well, good for him. Good for him for making the case. And uh, let's stay tuned, shall we? You know what he does, President Trump, that is? He sticks up for law enforcement, barely a peep from Joe Biden. This potential massacre, this massacre we had in Whittier, California. You heard about this, right? A guy drove into uh, a platoon of future cops Training, Uh, 25 seriously injured. There were 75 police cadets, and this guy drove his SUV right into them. And guess what? The individual is not in custody. He has not been charged. Yeah, take a look at him. He was uh, banged up himself. Nicholas Joseph Gutierrez, 22 years old. They could find nothing to hold him on. Nothing at all? No attempted murder? I mean, uh, there's got to be something. But no, in this environment, perhaps, which is so anti-cop, are they just willing to look the way on, on something this big? In America, the culture is anti-cop. It really is. What this country and this administration tolerated, uh, we don't tolerate it. we got to support them. And this is a slap in the face. Joe Biden has not offered a lick of support for law enforcement. No, he only uses it as a cudgel to try to attack MAGA. This is one of the only things he said about law enforcement out loud this year. And it was, um, well, it wasn't good.
4: Why is a police officer showing up to the suicide threat? Someone trying to jump off a building. We need more social workers
2: there.
1: Right, because cops are just going to show up guns blazing, right? Just shoot everything in sight. You can't trust cops when someone is threatening to commit suicide. You need cops there, you moron. Excuse me, I shouldn't have said that, but you do need police officers because sometimes these guys change their mind and they need to be rescued. You think a social worker is going to be able to do this? No, you need law enforcement. We like them. We need them. Joe, you should back them up now more than ever, by the way. Crime. It was a big issue in the midterms. Now that the election is over, uh, no one's talking about this anymore, but it happens all the time everywhere. This country feels like a fundamentally different place um, in the two years since Black Lives Matter summer. Right. You can just walk in and take all you want. The security guards have instructions not to mess with you. This is having a real-world impact on the bottom line for mom-and-pop stores and mega worldwide box stores. Uh, You've heard of Target, of course, right? Take a look at this. How much money Target is losing? $600 million, they believe, this year alone. Target, because people are helping themselves. And, well, some people out there think this is part of social and racial justice don't arrest them don't even stop them it's kind of crazy isn't it of course it is uh do me a favor take a look at this
3: cia has concluded that the leader of saudi arabia directed the murder of u.s based journalist jamal khashoggi the state department also says the saudi government is responsible for executing nonviolent offenders and for torture president trump has not punished senior saudi leaders would you yes
4: And I said it at the time Khashoggi was in fact murdered and dismembered and I believe in the order of the crown prince and I would make it very clear we were not going to in fact sell more weapons to them we were going to in fact make them pay the price and make them in fact the pariah that they are and so they have to be held accountable
1: well um, we don't have that kind of power anymore we don't have that kind of clout anymore thanks to Joe Biden We don't have the energy that we did a short time ago, so we had to ask Saudi Arabia for it. And the guy he was talking tough about during the campaign, you remember this, he gave him a fist bump. And now the administration is talking about offering him immunity. The crown prince could get immunity for the role he may have had in the death of that uh, Khashoggi, the journalist uh, who was apparently dismembered in the Saudi embassy in Turkey. He gets immunity, not a pariah not a
5: pariah. Okay, one more thing. When people are pushing back against change, then they're vulnerable to politicians who say, you know what, I can make things just like it was back then. Hmm. When you uh, were feeling more important, hmm. you had higher status, you, know, you didn't have people who don't look like you suggesting somehow that you know, uh, you're doing something wrong. Um, that somehow your traditions you know, are flawed. And, and that appeal usually uh, also involves saying the problems you're feeling are somebody else's fault. It, it's, it's those folks there. It's immigrants, it's gays, it's uh, Hindus, it's Muslims, it's it, so forth and so on.
1: That's a long-winded way of saying that uh, half of America, in his opinion is bigoted. He's wrong, of course. He doesn't understand America. He exploited America. And I think he stopped growing intellectually uh, when he achieved real fame back in 2004. Now, some of the true heroes of the MAGA movement happen to be people of color. (laughs) And he doesn't understand that. He refuses to see what's beneath the surface. And when President Trump talked about America doesn't win anymore... It wasn't a nostalgia for the dark days, and America did have some dark days. It was a nostalgia for when America did not lose wars. Does that make sense? Okay, when America was not in decline and being, yes, surpassed potentially by a place like China. And now we're going to have to contend with his wife? Yes, I am hearing more and more that Michelle Obama, the powers that be, they want her to be the Democrat nominee In 2024. Of course, she deserves it, right? Because of all of her accomplishments. I'll get back to you on that one. And when we come back, um, you know that uh, the Paul Pelosi case is not over. No, 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 no. And we have not been told the entire truth. The story when we come back.
0: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads go to lips now that's l-i-b-s-y-n-ads.com
5: they won't give you the facts they don't tell the truth their bias is incredible now millions are turning to eric bowling the balance to get the real story watch him on newsmax
1: oh kevin mccarthy uh quite frankly i don't see him as a leader do you the republican from california has been the word is desperate to be speaker for a long time but is he desperate to make america great again i don't know Take a look at Congressman Matt Gates, Republican of Florida. Uh, in my opinion, he has earned the trust of millions of Americans. His, uh, his intelligence, his intellect, his passion, and he's totally unafraid in my book. And it looks like he's unafraid to challenge Kevin McCarthy or at least say, you don't have my vote. Congressman Gates, welcome back to Newsmax. Good to see you. How you feeling tonight?
6: Uh, feeling great. I can tell you Kevin McCarthy doesn't have 218 votes to be speaker. He doesn't have 200 votes. He doesn't have 190 votes, and that's because it's more of the same. And in Congress, we need to turn the page. We need to get away from the corrupt system that puts the lobbyists and special interests in charge, and we need a fighting Republican majority. It's one I don't think Kevin McCarthy can lead, and that's why we're trying to find alternatives to – a return to the status quo. I think the American people didn't vote for that in November.
1: Let's, uh, the results of the election aside, you must have had concerns about Kevin McCarthy before election day. Can you go through them? What, What are the deficiencies? Well, Kevin McCarthy
6: thought that Donald Trump should resign after January 6th. And when the chips are down, you're either fight or flight. And after January 6th, Kevin McCarthy was all flight. I also saw in this last election cycle that McCarthy invested millions of dollars in Republican primaries against America First candidates in favor of establishment candidates. And in many cases, the America First candidates won their primaries, but because they were hobbled by Kevin McCarthy's millions, they weren't able to coalesce the Republican electorate to be successful in a lot of districts throughout the country. And I also remember when Dan Bishop, Republican from North Carolina, put forward the ouster of Liz Cheney initially when she betrayed President Trump, when she betrayed our voters and our party and our movement. And it was Kevin McCarthy who stood before the conference and said that he vouched for Liz Cheney, that he needed Liz Cheney in the leadership team. And when I just verbally criticized Liz Cheney, Kevin McCarthy was caught on tape saying that he thought I was endangering people, perhaps fomenting violence just with verbal criticism of policy positions. That's not somebody built for this moment. This is going to be a very slim majority, and we're going to have limited time to investigate deep and intense corruption from the Biden administration. And we don't need someone whose first instinct is to back Liz Cheney, attack America first Republicans on the campaign trail, and suggest that Donald Trump's path is one of resignation rather than resurgence.
1: So where do things stand right now? You say he doesn't have the votes. There is this uh... Um, kind of fake news expectation, and even folks in the conservative uh, universe who think, well, you know, Kevin's got it locked up. uh, It's it's a fait accompli. That's not true. So you're telling me, so where where do things stand now? What's going to happen next?
6: Well, on Tuesday, there was an election in the House Republican Conference. Kevin got 188 votes. 36 people voted against him. And since then, none of the 36 says they've changed their mind. In fact, Four members of the Republican conference have come forward to say that under virtually any circumstance, we would not vote for Kevin McCarthy on the floor. So now we are in a process of elimination paradigm. And just like me and my five America first friends might have a veto over who the Republican speaker would be, I have to acknowledge that even the more centrist, even the more moderate members of our caucus hold that same veto. So we must now find some Republican, some person on the planet Earth that doesn't have five people who want to vote against them in the Republican conference. And I'd rather do that now On the front end rather than install someone who doesn't have broad support throughout the conference who hasn't earned the trust of our members because we're ultimately going to have to govern with about a four or five seat majority so let's start with someone who has broad credibility across the republican conference not someone who's burned bridges with the america first crowd with conservatives and certainly supporters of
1: president trump hey you said somebody on the planet earth Now, that means we can look outside the House of Representatives, which I believe is actually legal. There's a provision where you can take somebody who's not a congressman. I want to pick up on that when we come back and also uh, some of the highlights in your congressional career, in my opinion, as well, that I want to point out. We'll be right back. Oh, what a tweet! Devastating. Matt Gates can tweet McCarthy, McConnell, McDaniel, McFailure. Ouch! Ouch! That is a good tweet, Congressman Gates. Uh, I'd like to, as you're good at Twitter. And I want to ask you about the Congressman Lee Zeldin. You know, he ran a great race here in New York State, almost beat uh, a Democrat in an overwhelmingly Democratic state. He's not going back to Congress as a congressman. The great Miranda Devine in the New York Post said he should be considered for the Speaker of the House. Tell us how this is technically possible, and is it possible that Lee Zelda could be the next Speaker?
6: There is no requirement that the Speaker of the House be a member of the House, and maybe in these times, having someone divorced from the interplay of the floor of the House of Representatives, someone who could rise above it and lead our institution, would be very advantageous. I look at Lee Zeldin, I read Miranda Devine's piece, and it was quite persuasive. Without the sweeps of New York congressional swing races, we would not even have a majority. There are two places in the country where Republicans vastly overperformed Florida and New York. And I think the Zeldin campaign was focused and disciplined, and it created an updraft for all of our candidates. Uh, I don't think there's anyone in Congress who has a negative view of Lee Zeldin, but, you know, we've got other former members that might be interesting wildcard candidates as well. People like Tulsi Gabbard. Hey, we may even have to dust to nude off. He's tanned, rested, and ready as far as I'm concerned. But uh, Lee Zeldin, someone I think highly of, someone I know is widely respected across the conference. He's not campaigning for the job, but certainly the piece in the New York Post has a lot of folks thinking.
1: All right. And uh, I know, I, I, I think that this is totally impossible. It wouldn't happen. But conceivably, it could happen. Donald Trump elected as speaker. Uh, I mean, it's, it's theoretically possible Uh, They were talking about this a year and a half ago. It had, you know, it had some momentum in a weird way, but that's not going to happen.
6: I talked to the former president about it, and I did not feel the rod tip bend at all as I pitch this prospect. And look, there are probably five Republican votes against Donald Trump for speaker. And so we have to recognize the paradigm we're in. We are going to have to have a leader who has broad consensus across the Republican conference. It won't be Kevin McCarthy. I, I wish it could be Donald Trump. It probably won't be. But we're going to have to have that type of message discipline and also a focus on these investigations to be able to really move the ball. I mean, Biden's still going to be in the White House. You're going to have Chuck Schumer running the Senate. So the way to get wins, for the American people necessitates a focus on the investigations into the corrupt practices of the Biden administration, and then connecting those corrupt decisions to the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump, at the grocery store, at the kitchen table when reconciling bills each and every month. We have to also be tough on the spending fights to come, and I don't think Kevin will do it, Maybe a guy like Lee Zeldin would.
1: All right. And uh, by the way, we need you in those investigations. Nobody cross-examines like you or uh, just the way you conduct these things. But I do have to ask, are you interested in being speaker?
6: No, I am not running for speaker. You know, I understand that maybe I rub a few people the wrong way. I don't have a lot of friends in Congress, so it would probably need to be someone a lot more uh, effective at building consensus with everyone than I am. But I want to be on the front line of the fight. I want to be the person reviewing the documents, taking the depositions, holding the witnesses to account, making the criminal referrals to the Department of Justice, holding the Department of Justice accountable for their own violations of procedure and law, and certainly in the Armed Services Committee, I'm very focused on getting this wokeness out of our military. What they have done to our military, and I know you care a lot about this, it has really, really devastated my constituents who love our country, who are patriotic Americans, and we are going to find every bit of this wokeness and we are going to unroot it from its very, very,
1: uh, its very, very center in the soil. And this, sir, is where you've impressed me a lot over the years. But when this happened, you took on General Milley and not a lot of members would do that. He was talking about woke this and, you know, he wants to know about white rage. And you interrupted him and you really started going after him in a way that and you were just baffled. You were. You were amazed at this character who's wearing a general's uniform. And anyway, the thing that I really liked about it was, you know, you're a civilian and you're not afraid of taking on a four star general. You know that the agencies, they 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 use that against members of Congress, you know, the men and women of the State Department, the men and women of the Pentagon. And I think a lot of folks in government, in elected government, forget that those agencies are here for us. We're not there for them. They serve the people and uh, I think you 're pretty good <laughs> i think you I think you know that, and it 's exemplified in how you question these guys.
6: Well, I appreciate you saying so I represent a lot of the great warfighters and patriots who make this country great. And I often try to channel what just regular Americans would want to know if they had these folks in front of us. But for the last two years, I've only had five minutes to ask these questions. Now that we're going to have subpoena power, I'm going to have hour after hour to delve into the decisions around Afghanistan, how we've fallen behind China with hypersonics, how we have not been able to correctly assess the will to fight with almost anyone in the world. and I am proud now to stand with Marjorie Taylor Greene and others to demand accountability over all of this cash and military equipment that we've sent to Ukraine, oftentimes in violation of our own procedures regarding end-to-end chain of custody of that equipment. So we've got a lot to get into. We have to be ready to start at the beginning of January. I do not believe that Kevin McCarthy is the leader to have the right vision and focus for those investigations. But my goodness, that work is critically important to the safety security of our country, and just to our ability to be a successful, prosperous nation where all of our people can be the best version of themselves.
1: Can I run this by you, your thoughts on January 6th? I mean, there's so much about January 6th that was not highlighted by the January 6th committee. The security failures, the Capitol Police securing the Capitol with uh, bike racks, Capitol Police just letting people in, and of course, the death of Ashley Babbitt. Uh, Is this something that I know you're concerned about? Do you have any thoughts about how to... Mm -hmm. uh, shed light on it and get some answers.
6: Well, Kevin McCarthy has said he would disband the January 6th Select Committee, I would repurpose it. I would take their snarky little Twitter account and I would pump out 14,000 hours of video so the American people could see what really happened, because we had a lot of folks who had no intention of violating the law that day, but the criminal acuity was increased because of the actions of people who worked for the federal government. We've already seen reporting showing that the FBI had informants in some of these paramilitary groups that they've criticized. And I want to know, was that day more violent, more criminal, more deadly as a consequence of any of the assets or agents or informants that were under the auspices of the federal government? And if we just disband the committee, if we just pretend that this never happened, then you know what? It will probably happen again. This this archetype scenario that we saw in the Whitmer like phony kidnapping debacle, and then on January 6th, where you actually have the feds doing all they can to try to booby trap people into a dynamic where there's criminal consequence for what would otherwise be a misunderstanding or something that certainly wouldn't rise to some sort of charge. So I wouldn't disband that select committee. I would repurpose it. And I would get to these folks who have been used as pawns, as political pawns. People got locked up, got put in solitary confinement, not because they were a particular danger to the country or going to overthrow the government, but because Joe Biden Biden wanted to scare the American people, that anyone that was MAGA or America First was a threat. And you know what? We're not a threat. We are patriotic, God-fearing Americans, and we will not allow these violations of people's civil rights to go unanswered.
1: We're so glad you're there. Congressman Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, to be continued, sir, and good luck. Many thanks.
6: Thank you, Greg. All right. We'll be right back.
4: information. Truth. Is power. Is freedom. Is money. Is health. Is Newsmax. Millions watch it. So can you. Newsmax is real news for real people.
1: The Paul Pelosi case, uh, I hear he's resting comfortably at home. We don't know the whole story, and there are major inconsistencies in what we've been told and what's been filed, and so many things about this case are, I'm sorry, strange, and it's okay to raise questions. You know, we, the government isn't always 1,000% straight with us, is it? All right, so um, there's a local NBC affiliate that's raising some questions and talking to the right people, and they noticed a discrepancy that I actually missed, but it's an important one. Take a look.
0: New
5: information tonight on a story that we've been tracking, the attack on Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Our investigative team looked into why state and federal
1: prosecutors each describe one specific detail of the police response differently. Senior investigative reporter Bigad Chaban has been checking with his sources to try and
2: clear it up. He joins us now, and you've got some answers, Bagad. Well, just this all has to do with the moments, seconds, really, just before Paul Pelosi was struck in the head with a hammer inside his San Francisco home. Now, there continues to be con- contradicting accounts of a relatively simple question. Who opened the door that night when San Francisco police arrived to the Pelosi house? Now, the Department of Justice says the two officers opened the door. That's according to a federal indictment filed earlier this week. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, in another court document that was filed earlier this month, said Mr. Pelosi opened the door with his left
1: hand. That's a key difference. And we've heard all kinds of strange things from local law enforcement. At one point, they implied that there was another person in the house These are important questions, important discrepancies. There's more.
2: The question is, what really happened? According to a source familiar with the investigation who personally watched the police body camera footage from that night, officers knocked on the door of the Pelosi home, then backed away. And the video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opened the door with his left hand, just like what was noted in the documents filed by the DA's office. Now also as written in the DA docs, The source tells us the body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David DePap, That's the man accused of breaking into the Pelosi home before DePap starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. We reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation on its differing account of this seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door. But so far, we have not heard back.
1: Well, it's not innocuous, okay. And again, we'll get to this in a moment. I'll show you. The police chief himself implied that there was someone else in the House in addition to Pelosi and DePape. Now, why are we going into this rabbit hole? You'll remember that Nancy Pelosi said that this was all a result of January 6th and right-wing conspiracy stuff. She said that just before the election, the eve of the election, she blamed Trumpers for this. So there's a real political potential motive at work here in portraying this a certain way. Let's hear the rest. The case has
2: certainly garnered a fair share of conspiracy theories about what actually happened that night. As part of your investigation, are you able to shed any light as to why Paul Pelosi didn't run out of the house towards police officers when he was able to actually open the door for them when they arrived?
0: What I'm not
2: able to do is to speculate or try to place my opinions on why someone acted the way they did in any case. um, All we have is what happened. Everybody reacts to situations differently and he will one day need to explain, right, to potentially a jury why he did what he did um, and what thought process was going
1: on in his mind. One day he will need to explain. Well, there's something Uh, and maybe the cops will too. Why did they indicate that there may have been a third person in the house? They did uh, that night, the night of the incident. Here's the chief of the San Francisco Police Department.
2: When the officers arrived and knocked on the front door of the residence this morning,
1: the door was opened by someone inside. Someone inside, someone other than DePape and Mr. Pelosi. That's how mainstream conservative media interpreted that something's off here. Something is wrong. You know, a lot of folks stopped pursuing this story maybe because they were afraid of Nancy. Well, Nancy doesn't have power anymore. And maybe we can get these things answered because they did try to exploit this whole episode for Democrat political purposes. And that was wrong, in my opinion. Okay, we'll be right back. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Next week is Thanksgiving. Wow. I love that holiday. See you next week.